Ladia Callis, a nationally certified sign language interpreter and advocate of child uh, and deaf parent, explained in a 2015 HuffPost uh, blog that signs names can be chosen by individuals or are given to them by a member of the deaf community. Your sign name is a major part of your deaf identity, according to Callis. And because you uh, can't simply change your own name, these names carry on history. The point of me mentioning this is because some members of this Netflix uh, premiere, uh, Deaf You, uh, coming of age documentary, pointed out that there's a name for number 45 in, when, in sign language. So right now, we'll show you what the, the name is for Donald Trump. You could tell if someone's a Trump supporter, they would spell his name, Trump. But if you don't like the man, you gonna go like this, because we all know that man has a toupee. Trump. So that's what you do when you mention the 45. Just imagine uh, that thing flopping right before he gets on the helicopter. Wait, this is what I thought he had a comb over. So. Yeah, there's a lot of debate. Yeah, I thought that's because if that's a toupee, that's a ter- that's the worst toupee you can have. If you have a toupee that looks like a comb over, that's a that's a fucked up toupee. Oh, you saying you but got he the water valve from here, dude? Yeah, he has a he has a. <laughs> He's shaking that bad boy from over here, right? Like, like, I don't think that's necessarily a toupee that he has. Even though I find that amusing that they they do that instead of saying Trump. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, some of those deaf girls. Have anybody ever dated a deaf girl in in this conversation? No. No? Okay. Um, I feel like I need to learn sign language, though. I'm going to need it from my mama. Damn. She's going to go deaf, and we're going to have no way of talking. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be pointing at everything. Yeah, I'm going to lose my do, mind. That, that's do, when Ryan goes into ah, the mental <laughs> I could do baby shark in sign language. I learned that <laughs> last, for Kelsey last year, last or well, last semester at her old school. I learned it's something like grandma, and uh, like you go off when it's grandpa, because uh, I forget, like, mama's like this and daddy's like this, and then when you go grandpa, I think, or grandma, it goes off like that or whatever, and baby is is this, so it's like, baby shark, do, 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 do. <laughs> all right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> all right, real quick, if you had, if, if there was a sign language name for you, what would it be? Mm. Gesture. Mm. Well, we know Sid's. <laughs> Thanks. Cindy Brown. Cindy Brown. <laughs> what would All you right. go with, Sydney? Fuck you. <laughs> Get away. <laughs> yeah, that would be Sydney. Don't talk to me. Sydney. Sydney Brown. I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, this is, this is not an easy one to, to come up with. Because you got to pick something unique, right? To you. Something, exactly. Mm. Mm. Well. You got the Jesus head. <laughs> <laughs> the fair faucet flip. <laughs> yeah, that'll be my sign. Just, ah, oh, Exactly. Ryan, Ryan. Ryan. What's yours? 
uh, shades. Just this is me. Oh right. yeah, they just put down the shades. Listen, that's me right now. Oh boy! Then I hit you with a C. <laughs> that might be D sign right there. The cigar. Yeah. The cigar hold. Yeah, this one's dead last. Oh, time. that's a good one. That's a good one. These damn cancer victims. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> listen. On a sadder note, Cappy Pondexter, uh, legend in the NBA. It's been a lot about this story. Like this comes from TMZ to Ryan said, but I've seen a lot go back. That was she? Uh, was she gone? Was she arrested? But Cappy's rep, Chuck Walton, tells the WNBA legend has been found in LA. We're told that Pondex is thankful for the outpour of love and support while her team figures out her next move. Another sad twist. This is a, 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 a later update. We spoke with Cappy's rep, Chuck Walton, again. He tells us she's gone missing uh, again after she was released from police custody. We're told Walton and other people close to Cappy believe she walked off somewhere in downtown Los Angeles and they're concerned for her well-being. Walton says that they're working with police to try to locate her. Uh, Cappy has been had had been arrested in Los Angeles and is not missing. Timothy Sports did reveal the 37 year old was taken into custody Tuesday and booked on a misdemeanor battery charge. Uh, we Pondexter refused to identify herself to cops, so she was booked as Jane Doe and held in jail until she was released. So, man, this hmm. basketball legend here in Chicago, uh, from high school to the pros, Cappy Pondexter is going through some issues, and we just want to wish. Uh, our best to her and her family uh, during these, these hard times because it's hard. And I'm not even trying to just make this apples to apples, but you can see in the Delonte West situation that uh, trying to get somebody to get some help when they're still in charge of themselves or, you know, have legally uh, have can, can still uh, necessarily choose if they can get treatment or not it can be a hard issue for family members and friends to deal with. So uh, definitely, man, sending out an outpouring of love for Cappy, man coming out of Marshall and just, you know, everything is what she means to the city. I and mean, even outside of just meaning to the city, just as a young black woman uh, who's just going through a lot, man. Because, I mean, we're lucky enough that none of us are going through that, man. Because think about it, if you were, you wouldn't be listening to us telling you because you wouldn't necessarily believe that you was going through it. So definitely, man, just just want to send out my, my wishes. And, you know, you guys definitely can talk about how you feel about hearing this about Cappy. Yeah, I always yeah, tough was, when... Go ahead, Sid. Yeah, I was just say, it was sad when I read the headline, I heard uh, uh, bits and pieces of that story. Like you mentioned, Ken, um, Cappy is a legend coming out of Chicago. So we, we don't know all the details. So I, I don't want to jump to conclusions like many people do. But like I said, just best wishes to her and her family going through this difficult time. And like you said, we're referring to Delonte West. You know, I, I don't want to start harsh uh, coming out of my mouth, but, you know, we all want to help people, whether it's our family members or close friends or co-workers or what have you. But at some point, uh, those people have to uh, want to get help for themselves. And if that doesn't happen, then um, the process is impossible. Cindy Burke. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking moments with Cindy Burke. Listen, listen, Cappy, I'm going to tell you right now, sister. <laughs> Yeah. I need you to blow the smoke into the camera next time, Sid. First, I'm 40 years old now, so you know I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about. <laughs> Let me I've teach you a, something. Right, I've been around the block. I've been around the block a lot, all right? I didn't say been around. I went to my old blocks. Cappy, have you went to yeah. your old? Oh, you should probably. Cappy, maybe you should come to my old block. 
show you a thing or two. Yeah. Uh, hopefully she gets some help, man. I mean, it's terrible. And you see, like, far too often, and especially I think this year, when you throw in Delonte West and some of the other celebs, like, it's been a rough year for everybody. It doesn't matter how, quote, unquote, nice you got it in life. Uh, you always got problems. You always got your things that you're dealing with. And she's really going through something right now. So hopefully, you know, it all works out that she gets some help. And a lot of times, you know, it's like you said, Sid, you got to reach out for help when you want to change. And you also got to rely on your support system. And I hope she has some people around her that she can really lean on and that she's not having to do this all by herself. And if that is the case, it'd be great if like the owner of the sky or something like that does a Mark Cuban and steps up if no one else is there for her. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on, uh, something near and dear to my heart. And I know the Sid's heart. And, uh, I know definitely Dee's heart. Sydney, you like Outkast? I'm not a super fan like right, Dee is, but so, I do like their music. Let me I take do it like away. It's not dear to his heart. I'm, I'm, no, no, I do like their music, but like. Does it come music. with a smoke? Outkast, man. That, listen, put that Roberta Flack on. All right. So. <laughs> Kelly is getting a reissue treatment to the mark of the record's 20th anniversary. It's been 20 years since Stankonia came out. Wow. On Friday, October 30th, the record will be updated and streaming on platforms with previously unreleased remixes. Uh, Vinyl Me, uh, please also released a, 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 a new two, two times LP version of the album on black and white Galaxy Vinyl to subscribers uh, following the creative achievement of Outkast's third album, Aquimini. Man, I love Aquimini. Thank you on your help, the duo crack to mainstream success with the single Miss Jackson, So Fresh and So Clean and B.O.B. Bombs Over the Baghdad, which went platinum. Outkast won honors for Best Rap Album, Best Rap Performance by a duo and group. In 02, uh, the record's also up for uh, Album of the Year, but it lost to Oh Brother, Where Are Thou soundtrack. Think about that. <laughs> like, it lost to that soundtrack, all right? like Good soundtrack. I don't know if it's worth a, a great. Guess what? It wasn't Stank On You. I'm going to tell you that much. It was not Stank On You. All right. Like those two albums alone, those two albums, I'll tell you this, in hip hop, where they were with those two albums may, may have not been touched since. Where they, the crescendo, like they had reached the actual peak. And the, that this was the, right at that time with MTV where hip-hop was more accepted and like so when they reached their crowning achievement you would see them on trl and those shows but also the music they were still growing sonically i guess that's kind of the point that i want to get to they were still pushing the boundaries but with hits like you know sometimes your favorite group pushes boundaries and it's like yeah i don't like that shit they were still pushing boundaries and they were taking over their own production because we all know that you know, saying that, that the Outcasts um, originally uh, they were produced by. Um, how am I blanking out on? Um, it's one of the reasons actually. Man, Afton, I went up. I wasn't even with Afton. I'm checking about the production group. Uh, what's Outcasts? Hold on, guys. You got to. It's bad. Because uh, I should know. Man, forgot Outcasts. Look at you. Yeah, it's a hard day. 
You're lucky D left. He would be up your ace about this. <laughs> this is why he left, actually. <laughs> Sick of this disrespect of Outcast. Well, the thing was, they became Earth Tone 3 when they were producing themselves. Uh, Future's uncle is one of the... Uh, it's, you, you know, it's like Sleepy Brown, Rico, Organized Noise. I don't know how I just blank the Organized Noise like that. Organized Noise produce outcast initially that's who they produced but at the point when they these albums came out outcast started producing themselves under the name tone three um so so it's just if you were alive at this time which one of us was and he still didn't appreciate it which is just sad <laughs> i don't like that rap shit <laughs> but uh, <laughs> It's definitely oh, good. Let me get to it. It's great. <laughs> it's great that Stankonia is uh getting this attention. I would have liked to see uh not yeah, I would have liked to see if Equipment I got some of the same because they're partner albums in a way, even though AT Alien shows you where they were going, this is when they started to get to where they were going on that transition away from how they originally came out on a Southern Playlistic uh Is that the best outcast album? It's hard between me. It's 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 one of the two. I, I I think it's hard for me to say it's clearly better than Equimini in a way, but it's because I was living through it. So like it's they they it's hard for me to say that Stankonia is better than Equimini. Clearly, that's all I gotta say. Like I take them both. Those are the two to me. Those are the two best Outcast albums. Period. Um, and then what makes it so great is because that was like Sanconia when Equipment I was their third album, Sanconia is their fourth album. And you got to remember back then, you weren't releasing albums every year, you released albums maybe every two years, every two and a half years. And for them to keep growing and popularity, but also with what they were trying to do, they didn't stay like they outcast could have stayed formulaic. You know what I'm saying? Just be like, this is who we are. We make this type of music. Sell out, kind of. Yeah, we we we're just gonna keep redoing the whole pattern. And they didn't. They didn't do that. And they could have easily done that. And that's not what they did. They they came up with. They tried to come up with new ways uh, sonically. Uh, the growth in Big Boy from becoming an MC. Andre was already viewed as one of the extremely gifted rapper, but you saw when Big Boy showed that he was an extremely gifted rapper also. So it was just, it was sweet. It, I mean, like, this 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 is my favorite rap group. I don't think they're the greatest. I think Run DMC is the greatest because that's before the internet, how big they were. But Outkast is my favorite rap duo, period, to say the least. It's not... I can't, it's not even close. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's definitely not even close, to say the least. Like, these these dudes, they put in the work. If you were a fan of theirs, they didn't cheat you. Like, I, I think that's even more a thing to say. You were a fan of Outkast, they they didn't even cheat you. And they tried to, to take you to a different place that you was like, do I want to go here? And it was like, I actually like it here. But they- <laughs> You still I like it when I got a smoke <laughs> in an ashtray. <laughs> Forget smoking Jay. We got smoking Sid. Smoking Sid. All right, all right, all right. Uh, according to a Los Angeles County website, the district attorney is officially charging singer and rapper, real name Daystar Peterson, who was Tory Lanez, 
with the one felony count of each assault with a semi-automatic firearm and personal use of a firearm and carrying a loaded, unregistered firearm in a vehicle. If convicted, he faces up to 22 years and eight months in state prison. And it's scheduled for this Tuesday, October 13th. So you already know we'll be bringing the latest details of this case. It's from TMZ. So, <laughs> so it's funny. I'm at, I'm at D's crib last week, and me and, and Mike Caliber Stokes get into a discussion, and he's joking. And he's about he's talking about what happened between Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion. And he's like, man, something happened. And I'm like, it don't even matter because it don't make no sense what the hell a little man did or whatever. And one of the things, and I don't think Stokes said this, uh, I can't remember, but people kept saying that, maybe he did say this, I think, that if something happened, why hasn't uh, Tory Lanez been charged? Like, if if he shot somebody, why hasn't he been charged? Well, guess what, little man? Your ass going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, oh, is he trying to get extradited back to Canada? We better be... <laughs> <laughs> You better join the militia. It'd be easier up top than to be down bottom, uh, down there in jail. But um, especially if he end up in jail in California, boy, I bet he he better get plugged with the the, the Crips or the the Because or the Bloods real soon. We Uh, don't have gangs in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Crips or the Bloods up there, don't worry about it. But, um... Yeah, uh, to say the least, this little dumb motherfucker, um, listen, he gets what he deserves. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. And I really just started to really come around to liking him. And this is funny. I was mentioning to Afton, this was busted. I was like, you know, I'm kind of feeling toward this. She's like, yeah, me too. Or whatever with, with COVID radio and. Right. Tones that was the out. big thing, right? Right, yeah, it was like you were kind of like, kind of like, ah, you know, Tory Lane. It was like, okay, I, I like it, you know, he's cocky or whatever. And Shuddy just had to go and blow it, literally blow it, and shoot this girl in her foot, knowing that you're going to affect the twerk that we all enjoy. But I was, uh, yeah, he needs to go to jail, as far as I'm concerned. And I, I don't care, uh, you can hate on me for saying it or whatever. If you're shooting any woman, let alone a sister, uh, and she's not running away with uh, a certain a lot of your money or your kids and harming somebody. You got some mental issues, to say the least. Yeah, what's the? I want to know what the hell even started that. We talked about this before, but like as you pointed out, like Tory Lanez had some okay hits. He was somewhat known in the music community, and then he does this COVID radio, and he is like blowing up. You're hearing about Tory Lanez like every other day, it felt like, for a period. And then he was, you know, meeting up with Megan. I think even Jason Derulo. It was just like he became so likable, which was making his music more likable. And then this idiot. When we say we started to like somebody, and you mentioned because they was hanging with Jason Derulo, that's a personal thing. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I really fucked you. You said wasn't no. that part of it in though? the community? In the community, we were. Oh, he fucking with Jason Derulo. Now? <laughs> oh man, Jason Derulo, <laughs> the Beluga Heights. <laughs> hey, you're the one that's riding solo with those shades on. <laughs> you gotta have my shades because you fuck with Jason. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Ryan was like, oh, Tory Lanez, you straight. Oh, you fuck with Jason Derulo. Hey. <laughs> hey. 
Hey, let's not lose focus here. You like Jason Derulo over, or I'm sorry, Tory Lane <laughs> over me until he stopped Megan. <laughs> Take those shades off. Let's see the bag right now. Look ugly <laughs> to America. Show yourself. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Beluga Heights. <laughs> So, what is Beluga Heights? So when Jason Derulo first came out, whoever, like, his production company or whatever it was, on so his songs, they would always be... You know how, like, they have taglines? Like, um, um, uh, producers usually have taglines. Like, what's the name says, uh, was it Metro Boomer was like, uh, yeah. I don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. You know, like... With, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, like, when, uh, when uh, YG does it for, for Mustard, where people will have their taglines. So at the beginning of the Jason Derulo songs... There was this thing of be like Jason Derulo, and it'd be like Beluga Heights. Who <laughs> <laughs> <never> knew that? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta start wearing these shades every show. This shit is working. It's funnier looking through these lenses. Yeah, we gotta do Men in Black show. We do, we do. We gotta do that in suits. Oh my goodness! All right, last one. Um, Britney Spears. Uh, attorney Gloria likens her uh, to a comatose patient. Uh, Britney Spears lacks the mental capacity to sign a sworn declaration in her constant co- conveyorship case that her own lawyer compared her inability to sign a document to a comatose patient. The, uh, there was a hearing Wednesday in Britney's conveyorship case. It was uh, routine at first, but then the judge stated, uh, started asking questions about Britney wanting a co-conservator of her estate to work alongside Jamie Spears. Jamie Spears is her father. Uh, Brittany's lawyer, San uh, Ingham, uh, has, uh, had been conveying, uh, been conveying Brittany's feelings about the conversion to the court. And they got to a discussion about whether all, uh, uh, all of that was inadmissible hearsay. The judge asked Ingham uh, if Brittany would sign a declaration so there'd be a firsthand account of her feelings. Ingham said that Brittany lacked the capacity to sign the declaration and lacking her to a comatose patient. He was not saying she is comatose by any means, but he used it by the way of an example to show that she was not capable of signing a legal document. Ingham said even comatose patients can have their lawyers speak for them. So that's the state of Britney Spears. We know that they had to free Britney stuff over the last few months. People wanted her uh, to be from up under her father because they keep feeling like they push Britney to be, they just use Britney to perform and make money. Um, and her fans want her, quote, quote, unquote, to be free. And they've even speculated that some of the stuff that she does is like a backhanded way that she's trying to express that she wants to get out of the situation that she's been in uh, with her father uh, being in charge of her or whatever. But to say, it's sad to say, it really speaks to when you put so much pressure on the person at any age, but at a young age, what can end up happening when you think about how huge Britney Spears was I mean, still is, but was, and that that was too much for that child to be going through back then. I mean, just think about the the ball head slamming the umbrella into the door, just like how everything just unwound, and you just think when you're pushing someone to be a super elite for the beginning of their life. Think about when she was one of those Disney kids, man. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's sad to see the state. I mean, if you even think, I, I think we all saw it. Like when she was doing, well, I think we, we, we talked about her here when she was dancing and performing and it was like she was nervous and she was in like her own house performing 
like, oops, I did it again or whatever. And she was nervous doing it. And it was like, this person has been in stadiums in front of the 100,000 people. Why are you nervous doing this? And you're just like on social media or whatever. But yeah, I wish her shorty the best. I, I, I don't know who needs to be in charge. I mean, it's sad that someone has to be in charge. She can't be in charge for herself. But if her dad's not doing right by her, I, it would be good for somebody else to be, uh, be able to, to look out for the young lady. Yeah, I think those are interesting situations because, like you said, you know, you would think parents want the best for their children, but when a lot of millions of dollars are put in the front of you, like, do you maybe push them into things that they don't want to do or maybe isn't best for them because you see such an opportunity? And, I, you know, when I saw the Free Britney stuff, I, I was thinking that or wondering that, I guess. And who knows? Like, it's so weird because she just, she really has stayed out of the spotlight for so long. Like, I remember as a kid, like, those headlines were starting to go crazy. Like you said, the shaved head, I think the coochie was being shown a bunch. It was hanging out with Paris. I totally forgot about that one. Yeah. See, that burned in your young mind. That burned in your young mind. A lot of coochie. We all have desires. That's a whole lot of cooch right there. I, I totally, I totally forgot about it. And listen, that was burned in my head, her getting out of that car. Like, why would you put the, It wasn't a happy cooch, to say the least. It wasn't, no. wasn't a proud No, to that be. was a tired, partied out cooch. It was burnt. It was flamed out. Oh, man, this is... This is bad business. Can I give a a horrible shout out real quick? Go right ahead. on JT. <laughs> Listen, I always think anytime, unfortunately, I see her, I think about JT's like, damn, you lost. Like, if only he had, she had hold, held on to him, I think it would have been better for her. It still would have fractured. But I think of Cry Me a River. And like, when you just said, like, when it was like, the, the lyrics of Cry Me a River is like, yeah, you ain't got to really tell me. He told me. And, like, the, the thing was, the rumors back then, like, she cheated with, like, a Colin, uh, what was the, the, the Australia actor that was hot? A like, she cheated with Colin yeah, Girl and Ben Affleck. And I'm like, damn, it's nothing worse than your woman cheating on you and the dude she cheated on was like, yeah, we did that shit. I fucked him. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Justin Timberlake's a cheater, too, so he would have cheated anyways. You watch what you say about JT. That's what that's, hey. what, that's what D would say. <laughs> She'd be like, don't go to New Orleans. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. But, yeah, that, that's the gist of the show today. <laughs> yeah, if you walk away with anything, just remember JT's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, happy birthday, Sydney Brown. Uh, we wish Thank you. We wish you 40 more years, if not even more than 40 more years on this planet. Uh, oh yeah, healthy years on top. Sydney, of that. I'd love to take Justin Timberlake's life points and give them to you. If I could do that, I would. Damn, that's <laughs> hardcore. Sydney would take that shit too. Some white man's life points. He'd be like, yeah. "Does it come with Jessica Biel?" <laughs> I knew I was gonna say that too. <laughs> I was gonna say that too. Boy, he established us off with Jessica Biel. <laughs> and you damn right should. <laughs> but uh, but I don't need those kids though. <laughs> 